I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. It's been a long time coming, Patrick. It's been a long time coming, and I do want to address the rumors right now. We are not laying down the sword. We are not stopping anytime soon. But sometimes life happens. And you have to set things aside for what's important. For instance, Patrick, you got mm. a dog, you got married, you got yes. a house. I, yeah. I moved apartments. It's it's not for us to say what is a bigger deal in certain people's lives, all equally important. But the mm-hmm. point is, life happens, but as long as you take moments to come back and recognize the people who brought you up, that's the sweet spot right there. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. It truly is, James. Uh, and that's why um, you love us, Premheads, and we love you, because we're always here for each other. Mm-hmm. You're probably in this weird haze of uh, Euro 2020 um, just fever, and we are coming back at you with a cold dose of reality talking cool. about what happened in the Premier League. It is timelier than you might think. Yeah, and time warp time, will... baby. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's timely from a timeless pod. And you're going to realize this is the exact recap you need at this exact moment of time. Mm-hmm. Patrick, I can't think of any better way to start it off. Why don't you get those keys going? Mm. Strike them up. Today, we officially say goodbye to four beloved managers of the Premier League. All gone before their time. And Patrick, why don't we start with Mr. Sam Allardyce? They say a man dies twice, Patrick. Once when he leaves the earth. Once when the last coach stops playing a 4-4-1. We had some good times this season. The draws against United and Liverpool. The victory over European champions Chelsea. But with West Brom relegated Sam Allardyce, he felt it very apropos to confirm his uh, swift retreat. And I'm not sure if we'll see him again. No. Yeah, Sam Sam Allardyce, uh, born 19 October, 1954, uh, Dudley, England. Uh, he was known to keep teams up, uh, and he had done so with a with a spotless record as a specialty for years. Uh, but this job proved to be too difficult uh, for him, or or the gap too far. Who's who's to say, James? But uh, with that blemish on his record and a recent blemish. It's it's tough to say someone will be knocking at his door to keep him up again. I don't think Allardyce will ever get that Italian dream job that he was looking after. Mm. Mm. Moving on, oh. Nuno Espirito Santo, which means the sanctified body of Nuno. Uh, we've never seen him in the same room as Lawrence Fishburne. This we cannot confirm. However, we have seen him in the top we haven't seen him either in the top half of the Premier League this season and I believe that took its toll he took the Wolf Pack to the peak of their abilities 
but I believe it was a bridge too far. Some things got in his way. Some hair got a little grayer than you would have liked. Mm. And now we bid farewell to the Portuguese man from Birmingham. Mm. You know, Orlando Simones Espirito Santo, uh, born 25 January 1974 in Sao Tome, in Sao Tome, and uh, it's a peep. Um, had a great playing career, came over, Wolves. And, you know, it's it's a shame to see him go, James. This one makes me a bit sad, but I think he could be on to bigger and better things. But uh, this this Wolves team, who was quite inspired in the Premier League, had a tough year um, with with losing uh, Diego Jota, mm-hmm. losing Raul Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just wasn't a great year for him. Uh, and it's it's tough to see it be the end of a road when this, this, this version of the Wolves in the Premier League and Nuno were so... You know, so in a, like inseparable to me. So this one hurts a little bit more, uh, but I, I have a feeling we might see him again soon. Mm-hmm. Some do hurt more than others, and it's not to knock Wolves. That is not what this ceremony and celebration no. of life is for. However, I do think he will find himself in perhaps a cushier position down the line. I agree. And we want the best for him. This is his journey. Speaking or Loris Fishburne. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of journeys... Roy Hodgson. Oh. This one, this one slaps entirely different because he's retiring from football altogether. A man whose resume includes the direct jump from Inter Milan, the Blackburn Rovers, and then back to Inter Milan. One of a kind in many, many ways. He led the three Lions to an egregious defeat to Iceland in the round of 16. Okay, let's just move on from that. He managed England for four proud years and then came back home to bring Crystal Palace to steady relevancy in the Premier League. Roy Hodson, uh, 9 August 1947, Croydon, England. What a career this man's had. What a career. Uh, You know, take a bow. You know, I don't think anyone will put him on... uh, on their Mount Rushmore of, of greatest managers ever, but if you're if you're to have a a career, be a lifer, and you know not be one one of those that are considered an all time great, mm-hmm. what a way to do it! Managed you know number of different countries, clubs all over the world, the grasshoppers he managed. Uh, it's just it's here's a, it's here's amazing. a fun one. What was Roy Hodgson doing when you were born? Let's see. Oh, he was at Malmo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweden. What about he you? Was man- he was managing Switzerland when I, when I popped out into this world. So wow. uh, some say that was the, uh, you know, the come up, as we call it. Wow. What a career. Mm-hmm. What a career. He might uh, not be on the Mount Rushmore, Patrick, but does he have a seat at the table? Oh, he's he's the squire. <laughs> he's invited to everything. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. He has a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom. Uh, but no, he does not have a seat at the table. He eats outside. Okay. Carlo, pumpkin, as he was affectionately known, Ancelotti, the man who answered the question: How long can you stand sitting next to Duncan Ferguson? <laughs> <laughs> He beat Liverpool at Anfield for the first time in the 21st century and then promptly dipped. Uh, I don't think it was so much that he couldn't stand 
Mersey accents, people from Liverpool. It was more so that he, he could not understand them. He stood them, mm-hmm. he could not understand them. And then in the sweet siren call of Real Madrid and the Bernabeu, newly renovated, comes calling. One man raises a furrowed brow, abnormally higher than the other, and answers that call. His gain is our loss. We lose Ancelotti and we, we commemorate him here. Carlo Ancelotti, uh, 10 of June, 1959, from Rigolino, Italy. I gotta sneeze. What that a career was, this man's had as that well. Was Carlo Ancelotti's spirit moving through Patrick's <sighs> nostril. He just left, left Everton through to, to Madrid through my through my chest cavity and out through my face. You sent um, him on his way. Bags yeah. packed. Yeah. Send him home. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you blame him, James? Uh, I'm sure he's getting paid. He's going back to where he's had success before. He gets into the Champions League. Uh, he just leveled up. He took the express route. So good on him. Interested to see what Everton do because they were starting to establish a bit of identity under him. So will be interesting to see what happens of them. But uh, can't imagine we'll be seeing Ancelotti. Again, may, maybe in a few years. You never know. He's been around and he's been back a few times, uh, or maybe yeah. just twice now. And we will just touch twice. on him. We will touch on these managers again, perhaps later through the episode. But I don't think we can wrap up. See you again. I think Charlie Puth will need to keep playing a little longer because Patrick. I think we need to check ourselves with a self. See you again. Mm. We need to put ourselves up on the mantle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Would you like to would you like to fill the fill the listeners in on what's been going on? Yeah, um, Patrick Crowley, tenth uh, October, nineteen eighty nine, born in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, had a short lived career. James and I had um, decided to take our talents uh, to the field. You know, start shaping more young minds uh, mm-hmm. than we're already doing in a different way as coaches, as managers. Um, youth soccer to be to be a little bit more clear and stop speaking in uh, these tongues that I'm doing. Uh, and it's so turned out that before we could even get started, uh, we were both sacked. Uh, I believe I was sacked first um, to spare James's feelings, but we were both sacked and I think we were session. lined up in the same text route. You know, you just yeah. so happen to be first. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, disappointing to not be able to get out there, but I think, uh, you know, what, what's, what's that saying? Minor setback for a major comeback. That's uh, we'll right. be back. We'll Patrick be and I have a, you, some say a record of 0%. We say record of 100%, you know? In, invincibles. Some, some yeah. say never won a game. We say never lost a game. Uh, so our managing licensed, career so, is yeah, unblemished. Almost. We are licensed. We are licensed to coach grassroots soccer in the United States of America, best country in the world. <laughs> and hit us up. Um, you know, we, we were let go on account of our inability to recruit um, children under the age of 10. So, it, it, you know, it, it, all, it always comes yeah. back around. It always comes back around full circle. We're ready. Whistles in hand ready to shape young minds and as soon as that opportunity knocks 
we will be taking our talents to the, to the field. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. But yeah, see us again. 100%. All right. And scene. That was an intro. See you again. Let's talk about this season, Patrick. I'm, you're going to have to rewind your brain. Everyone at home, you're going to have to crank it on back and think back to how that season ended and what a season it was, Patrick. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think we spent a couple episodes just trying to keep the, keep the faith alive in the season that we were presented with. And it really manifested itself in the top four race. Um, you know, I, like Allison had his like divine intervention moment with a bullet header uh, to keep, you know, Liverpool in the top four race and sneak them in there. But the top of the table, the bottom of the table, it was really decided for a while. Man City taking away the title, although probably soured for not being able to take home the European trophy as well. Mm. Yeah, How, on from, reflection, uh, do you think City will look back on the season? Um, I, I, I think no matter, no matter the expectations you set for, uh, for the club, winning the league is is a go- is a good season and a memorable one. If we're talking about the fact that they only won two of the four competitions that they were in as a as a bad season, then I think that tells you what the bar is and what the quality gap between them and everybody else in the league is. So for me, it's a great season. Uh, you know, they're, they're the, the tournament football is so tricky. It's so tricky. And, you know, um, it, I think that they'll be left, especially the fact that they, they got Chelsea, um, not, not anything against Chelsea. I think they earned it, but uh, a team that they did beat throughout the course of the season, they beat on over, you know, the longer campaign, which I think you have, you've backed as being a more difficult endeavor than winning mm-hmm. a tournament style. Uh, and then not to win in the, in the singular game uh, to the fourth place team, the team you're 19 points better than that's going to sting, but still mm-hmm. a good season for me is how I would look back on it for them. What about you? Yeah. I mean, still collecting trophies, the man innovates. The thing is, you know, league versus tournament. I think Pep is able to innovate over the length of a season, you know, get certain people playing out of their skin solidifying a defense, recognizing problems, fixing it. But if it's a if it's a one-off gun to your head, you got to win this game, all or nothing, do or die, he's going to find a way to not play Rodri or Fernandinho for the first time in an entire season. You know, you don't you don't want to give a man that much time to think about just one game. He's a long-term dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's al- he's always playing around with things and then and you can afford to do that when you're spanking teams 5 nothing in the middle of the season, you know. Uh, but yeah, you're you're 100 right. It's, uh, I mean, I, I I find it hard to criticize someone with his accolades. But if there's something to criticize, it would be his <laughs> his performance. We've never in, in the tournament. I've never crit- criticized his acumen, let alone the count of hairs on his head, <laughs> or whether or not he was a fraud. Uh, so I guess yeah, maybe I did question him a little bit. Maybe a little bit, perhaps a little yeah. bit. Uh, Liverpool went on an absolute tear to finish in third. You know, we mentioned the, mentioned that last-minute Allison goal, which is one of the moments of the season, a pretty definitive victory at Old Trafford. Um, really, it's hard to predict that Liverpool would have been the team to end third behind runners-up United. And uh, less, uh, let's, you know, Chelsea ended the season on such a high note with the Champions League victory, but they were, for lack of a better word, bungling it 
and Lester did a classic Brendan Rodgers hold my beer. I think we can bungle it a little harder. And for the second season in a row, Patrick from pole position to the Euros. To the yeah. European to the Europa, to clarify. Europa, yeah. Um, yeah, not not just not just like pole position in the season. They even had pole position in the fixture, in the final fixture. They had they 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 had a lead in that game. It was it was maybe even a two goal lead if I remember correctly. It has I do have to rewind the clock. I'm actually gonna pull it up now and confirm. No, they did not have a two goal lead, but they had the lead twice. They ha- yeah, they had the lead twice. Yeah. They had the lead twice. And a draw would have done it. No, a draw wouldn't have done it. But yeah, completely bottled it. Um, but yeah, Chelsea, it's a yeah. I mean, it, it, another another uh, another same sentiment for me. Fantastic season, probably a decent enough season considering they fired their manager had they not won the Champions League. But great season to you know finish the year the way they did with Tuchel. Um, you know, didn't close the season particularly strong, but I think the body of work was pretty impressive. And then, yeah. of course, uh, getting it done in the, uh, in the in the Champions League maybe feel like a missed opportunity in the FA Cup against Leicester City, but I, I, I think the Champions League will reign supreme for them yeah. on everything. The new identity. We got Tuchel. We're ready to spend again. Like I think I think the spirits are high, high mm-hmm. at Stamford Bridge. The, the margins were so fine for this team where. In their last two games, they could have landed outside of the top four and lost the Champions League final and ended up doing both. Um, so Tuchel, Tuchel, I'm not sure which he prefers, uh, he shut up a lot of critics. He shut mm-hmm. up quite a few critics. So I'm interested to see what moves Abramovich makes in the summer to, to bolster his squad and, and how they kick on. You know they're going to do something. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested to see the ingoings, the outgoings. Tuchel with a full summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you gotta think uh, they're aiming for a title uh, this this coming season. You think that you mm-hmm. think they're equipped for it. So we'll we'll, we'll get more think of that make the round table. Yeah. All right, moving on down, Patrick. Your boys uh, might have ended the season the hottest teams in the Premier League. Is that confirmed? Um, let me go to the tape, James. Um, I don't even know if anyone pays attention, but no, Liverpool. Liverpool finished as hot uh, as Arsenal. All five for five in their last five games. Well, you you made a valiant push into the Europa League spots, and alas, fell short to unmanaged Tottenham Hotspur. Just a a wild horse out in the West. Um, And then West Ham snuck in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was no relegation battle. There was no title battle. But both the Champions League and the European... uh, uh, the Europe, Europa League. They kept the dream alive. Have, yeah, having the Euro going on right now is really, really put my my brain in a blender. Uh, but yeah, the Europa League, that race was lit. I mean, that was the that was that was what you want out of a final match day. Maybe not at the position in the table that we got it, but that's what you want out of a final match day. Multiple games having ramifications, you know, up mm-hmm. and down the table. Uh, you know, what West Ham, remarkable season. They're in a relegation battle a year ago. Leicester, if you tell them you're finishing fifth at the beginning of the season, great. Uh, but same story as last year, right? You're, you're, same story. Yeah. I cannot wait to get Steve on the line and chat yeah. through this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Uh, and then Spurs, just you know, it feels disappointing. 
feels like they're not maximizing their potential. And obviously, we'll get into the Kane stuff, I'm, I'm sure, at, at some for, point. But For a team that was top of the league, right? Uh, it, it's it's all kind of flamed out spectacularly. Yeah, and then, I've, I mean, maybe it's, the, maybe it's the benefit of time, but looking at this table, Arsenal are... are uh, Six points off the Champions League is kind of, kind of, kind of crazy, given how how things were earlier in the season. So it's a nice little coat of paint on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't need to go too deep into it, but mm-hmm. it's 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 positive vibes only over here. We'll mm-hmm. we'll see what happens this summer and and in the fall for my Gunners. Maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more focus with more time to prepare each week. Maybe 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 that helps us out a little bit. So who knows? I'm I'm trying to put a put the, put the spin zone on it, make it a positive. Mm-hmm. You know. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Let's go well, spend eighty million on Ben White. Why not? Why not? English tax, well, baby. Worth every penny. I could tell you a lot of why not, but <laughs> did you see him in the England squad? Being no. there and everything. <laughs> oh man! We'll All right, see. we say farewell to the hobbits of the Premier League: Sheffield United, West Brom, as we touched on with Sam Allardyce, and then Fulham. We were really looking forward to that ultimate decider which ended up being a damp squid fulham against newcastle uh never really much i mean patrick i'm looking at this it, it was a, a gulf of 11 points at the end of the day yeah these there's 17th and 18th 17th plays burnley and 18th plays fulham makes make no mistake about it um they they are going where they belong based on what they put out this year um Remember, Sheffield United had all of like two points on like match week eighteen, uh, so for them to finish anywhere close to Fulham, West Brom, maybe we get a yo-yo season out of them. I think they're better than they let on this year, uh, but you know I'd like to see them again. West Brom's got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. Fulham, I don't think's that far off. I expect to see Fulham back if they're able to keep most of that squad and Scott, Scott Parker. Scotty Parker. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, I think that they'll be back next season mm-hmm. uh, and they, they seem to get just like some bad luck, but yeah, they didn't, they, they only took a draw uh, against, against United in their last five games. They lost every other game. They lost against Burnley. They lost against Southampton and they lost against Newcastle. They couldn't get it done against the teams that were, you know, quite literally the ones that they, 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 they could have flipped right. positions with. So, yeah, well, we'll do our, Crazy. we'll do our, uh, you know, where there is where there is death, there is life. For the teams going down, we'll do a Prem de la Prem scouting report, aka what can you tell me about these clubs? Brentford, Norwich, and Watford. Patrick, I know you can tell me a little bit about Watford. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do that on our preview episode later in the summer. Let's Sounds move to superlatives. Good. Yes. It's time to reflect and pay homage to the highs and lows, the players, the teams of this past season. And we're going to do a little bit like this. We're going to do player of the season, manager of the season, solar.com, goal of the season, surprise package team of the season, most improved player, biggest train wreck player, a.k.a. freak of the year, and then our favorite, the Troy Deeney Memorial Cajones moment of the year, of which there were lots of candidates. Patrick and I are still unsure if we have the same one. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with a simple one first, Patrick. And you're going to tell me who's going first, player of the season. Uh, well, first, James, did you did you win any superlatives in high school? Uh, I got uh, I got should have been a couple with this other girl, and then I also at camp won rookie of the year for my first year as a camp counselor. 
you won rookie as a counselor. Okay, and for the yeah, did, like what, first first I'm, I'm season of being a camp counselor. Did that, that did good. that kick did that kick on anything with the girl? Was that one of your boys that put it in there just so you can make a little move? Like what happened with the, uh, the should have been a couple. Yeah, it was actually more like previous history that was dead and then like brought back. So it was it was actually not ideal. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not how, a you, sense, how you want it. Because in a sense, we were. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that's I appreciate you sharing. Now. Yeah, appreciate you sharing. Um, so why'd you ask? <laughs> just curious. I just wanted to, I just forgot how superlative works. But now that I remember, player of the season, I'm going Ruben Diaz. I'm giving credit where people aren't willing to give credit. You want the goals. You want the sexy assists. There's nobody that had a greater impact on their team than Ruben Diaz, and you could see it from the moment he got there. If you remember, City was on, I think they started the year with three wins, three losses, three draws through nine games, just bang average, middle of the table, uh, and Ruben Diaz came over a little bit later. Uh, he, he he transformed that back line. I, absolutely uh, the, 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 the best defense I've seen. He's, I can't believe he's only 23. City only gave up 32 goals, which is the the, the lowest out of anyone uh, in the league. Um, so, I mean, for me, no no one better. Ruben Diaz. Patrick, Ruben Diaz is the only other answer I would have accepted. I can see your point. You know, the way he transformed City, turned them into a defensive force as much as we all know them to be an attacking force. I'm just glad you didn't say Kevin De Bruyne. I don't know what that panel was smoking. Uh, but to me, the only person who deserves to be player of the season is Howie Kane. He picked up the Golden Boot and the Playmaker Award under a Mourinho Spurs team. I don't think people understand how insane that is. And we're talking player of the season. We're not talking team of the season. Ruben Diaz was playing with world class. Kane was playing with, for lack of a better word, Son and then some Humpty Dumpties. His accomplishments this past season are going to fly under the radar because Harry Kane is not a flashy guy. He he reminds me of what I feel like he's the equivalent of a brand muffin in human form. You know, he's he's not going to get all the the brand endorsement deals, but he's an amazing, amazing player. No player has ever won the Golden Boot and Playmaker Award in the same season. It's got to be Kane. Yeah, it's yeah. I I, I could see. I think the reason that he's getting overlooked is actually more so due to due to just some recency bias remember he started the season on absolute fire spurs mm-hmm. were top of the table um you know he missed a couple games his goal scoring record was fantastic but his assist did fall off a little bit you know he had a he had a you know a 20 and 20 season looking pretty damn good through you know the first 10 15 matches yeah and i think it's just it's one of those un- unfortunate things that uh you know you finish seventh it just you, you fire the manager you lose the cup you just have all this shit going on, uh, you know. I think it. I think it. It kind of devalues the importance of that season for folks. Uh, but yeah, absolute, absolute class. Harry Kane is um, mm-hmm. for years now. For years now. I mean, he's going to be a, uh, you know, one one of the best to ever do it in the league's history. By the time it's said and done, so amazing season from him yet again. Yeah. Okay, Ruben Diaz, Harry Kane. We want to hear yours. Moving on, manager of the season. Why don't I go first, Patrick? And my question Please. to you and all the Prem heads out there is what did Pep do that was so spectacular this season <laughs> other than overthink a big European game yet again? That's right. I said it. 
People are suckling at the Manchester City teat because it's easy, because it's the quitter's way out. But this one gets a bit more subjective for me. And for me, it's David Moyes. Maybe just for creating the best locker room culture I think I've ever seen. You just wanted to be in that room. You wanted to be hanging out with fucking Pablo Fornals playing the banjo and Declan Rice on the drums. You wanted to be there. And what it tells you is he takes an overall average squad and gets sixth place. You know, it's a shame they couldn't carry the dream all the way to the Champions League. That would have been amazing. But it's a team that I, I tipped to go down 18th place, and, and they landed sixth. And to make European football in the modern-day competitive Premier League is pretty amazing. James, my uh, my manager of the year is David Moyes as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm glad we can agree on something. Yeah, I think that... Because um, I know we're not going to agree on goal of the season. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the the thing with David Moyes here for me is, you know, if if he stays if he stays there, I'm very interested to see uh, what kind of investment and retention efforts they do in this squad when they have a little bit more money because the Europa League, um, you know, I think that they 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 need a bit more um, a bit more depth, uh, you know, and a bit more, you know, I don't even know that they need a bit more firepower the way they play. Well, uh, I. And I think, you know, who knows what happens with Death I think Rice, you raise a great point, Patrick. You talk about what level of investment they're going to get from the owners. Let's take ourselves back to the start of the season where they had sold Grady Diangana, their like star young player, to West Brom, which prompted Mark Noble to come out and basically say, what the fuck are the owners doing? And this is like Mark Noble, the heart and soul of the squad. So they were in dire straits. And David Moyes takes this team that didn't change a whole lot and gets that much out of them. It's... It's a pretty crazy turnaround. And now to your point, it is going to be high time to see what they do this summer with wind in their sails and momentum behind them. Yeah, yeah. I, I Do you think there's a chance he goes back to, to Everton, Moyes? I think he'd be foolish to do that. Because he's, so he's, he's in a good thing right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, feel I do Everton's think... a bit more eager to, to spend and back a manager. That would be the only thing I would I would say would, like potentially tip the scales that way but everything else i like like you said like the culture that he's created there you know Mm -hmm. that that's got that's got a a lot of value and i don't see a you know really a whiff of that over at everton without going too tangential i think everton's in for a very interesting summer depending on who they bring in as a manager because there are a whole lot of players there who bought into an ancelotti project and uh it's a little mismatched right now so i'm curious to see how they kick on but yeah fair enough uh okay solar.com Goal of the season. Get your solar, get your goals. That's what we do at Prem de la Prem. Patrick, we've seen free kicks. We've seen volleys. We've seen half volleys, curlers, screamers, steamers, bangers, solo runs, team counters, flicks, dinks, donks, bonks, bikes, galassos. We've seen a whole lot of goals this season. But brilliance can't just exist in the shot itself. It's part of a larger equation, and that's why I love counters and runs. I have my favorite. You, for some reason, choose... Belgium, Japan, of the World Cup, strange oh. one. But maybe it's just the overhead cam. You can dissect it perfectly. The, I'm also oh, a sucker. I'm watch. I'm gonna pull it up right now. I'm pull it up right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Keep, yeah, half an ear, half an ear. I'm also a sucker, Patrick, for the moment needing to matter in the context of the wider game. So when people are like Etse's solo run against Sheffield United, that didn't do it for me. That didn't turn the wheels. Mm. So I'm just gonna rip the Band-Aid off. Two out of my top three goals were Spurs against Arsenal. Just a fact of life, right? For all the for all the reasons above, that's going to be Sean and Lamella, I'm sure. 
Uh, yeah, those would be the two goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they I, stood out. They did. <laughs> apart from the other Spurs Arsenal goals. <laughs> There's one more. <laughs> um, so, as you can probably predict, I'm going with Lamella for the pure audacity of it. And, you know, Son was an amazing shot. But you see amazing curling efforts all the time. It, it wasn't something that's going to go down as a unique piece of flair. And it's the Rabona. I feel like Lamella only scores Rabona goals once on a blue moon, and he happened to do it here, and it's my goal this season. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic one. That was on my my short list. Uh, I'm sure it was. As well. Uh, also, James, that goal didn't matter for the record. Spurs lost that game 2-1, to one, just if we're going to talk about goals mattering. The uh, moment mattered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regulon was surprised. Um, in any way, I'm giving my goal of the year. James, you're going to hate this so much. I'm giving it to Allison. We want to talk about goals that matter, moments that matter. The man who'd had a tough season bringing Liverpool into the Champions League. He had a tough season personally, and I think he didn't have the best year on the field either. A lot of gaffes. Big, big moment. Crazy header. Goalkeeper scoring. Doesn't happen that often. It's only happened a handful of times in the Premier League, maybe five times or less. So that's my goal of the season. Big, big moment. Yeah, Patrick. not your, not the technique, not all, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, hit, told me, you, hit me right in the feels, that goal. Oh, it sure did. It, it, I told you two out of my three top goals were Spurs against Arsenal. The third one, Allison versus West Brom. I was sitting there drinking my coffee, eating my toast, and that goal happened. And for, you know, for all the reasons you're all already aware of, not really liking Liverpool or the fact that they creeped up into the top four with that, but it was a moment of life in football where you couldn't just help but smile. You yeah. couldn't just, you couldn't, you couldn't help it. You would have to be a stone cold heart to not enjoy that story. Uh, you know, a little reminiscent of the Denmark team rallying after Christian Eriksen. There are just mm-hmm. moments that the game produces that go bigger than the teams themselves. So I, I, I respect that choice. It wasn't the goal of the season. But I respect the choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I also gave uh, Lamella uh, the goal of the week at the time, so couldn't have possibly been in contention for this award. Couldn't be me. Couldn't uh, be me. I wanted to give honorable mention uh, to Cavani for his big papa. Uh, love a, a love a good, you know, 40, 40, 50 yarder, even if the goal is wide open. Mm-hmm. The first those goal are, the fans got to see fun. back at Old Trafford. Oh well, that, doing you, doing yeah, the little matador arrow. Yeah, cool, cool moments, I suppose, as well. But yeah, I just love a big papa. Can't wait oh. to see another one. What? Okay, back it up. A big a papa, a big papa is, is you, like a forty-yard pop. Yeah, well, it's a it's a big popper, but I call it a big papa. Okay, okay, I'm glad we got what that. What do you What do you call it? A little piece of lingo down. Let me go what back to my it? list. Was it a free kick? No, volley? No, half volley? No, curler? Screamer? <laughs> Steamer. It might have been a steam. No, it wasn't a steamer. James, that is banger. that is that is something that we need to absolutely deliver to the fans. Is a is a complete library of goal categories. Oh, I'm telling you, I got it all right here. If people want to know the well, difference between a screamer, a steamer, and a banger. We'll tell them. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe not date. now. Maybe not now. At a later date. Yeah. At a later date. Without a doubt. We both tell you what that means. So don't worry. <laughs> Surprise package team of the season, Patrick. This one I 
as I was going through the thought process, I'd be hard pressed to believe we came up with a different one. Uh, but the more I thought about yeah. it, I I had trouble <laughs> rationalizing a way to just not give it to Leeds, but it had to go to Leeds against any top oh. six team. They were automatic box office, the fittest team in the league. Bielsa's man marking across ten players on the pitch system. His refusal to learn English and only use his translator. Actually, power move. I think he knows English and chose to use his translator. I, 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 surprise package of the season, Patrick. I didn't see any of it coming. I guess we. I. I. Yeah. I didn't. Here's the thing. It don't, it's. It's a good shout because. After like two or three games, we were like, this team's amazing and they must watch. You know, we knew very quickly who they were. And I think that's the credit to what they mm-hmm. produce on the field. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, I gave it to West Ham as well. Oh, uh, backing David Moyes. Um, I think I think Suchek and Rice emerged as one of the best midfield pairings in the league out of nowhere. Uh, Mikel Antonio, Jesse Lingard, Suchek, Bowen all had eight plus goals. You know, those are all. Uh, you know, with with an exception for for one crazy sing, sing season from from Jesse Lingard, those are all career career best out of them. We already touched on David Moyes. It was just a uh, you know one of those teams I just think was really really well drilled, and I, I they were to, they lest we forget they were in a, a relegation battle uh, just a season ago. So they 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 you know had a you know their come up is not so so different. Uh, from Leeds, yeah, they're five points off off being relegated last season. So mm. for me, West Ham, an improvement of ten That's, places hey, as well. It's valid. Yeah. It's valid. Speak your truth. Most improved player, Patrick. Why don't you take the floor? This one was a tricky one. Um, I'm quite chuffed with mine. I'd I'd like to see if our interests align here. I'm going with um, Ilkay Gundogan. Ah. Uh, I thought that dude was a bona fide scrub before this season. <laughs> I thought he was a. I. I I honestly did. Tell tell me you thought he was good. You actually thought he was good before this season. No, I'm well. No, he's mine. He's mine as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that answers that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was just getting pissed off because this dude just became. Uh, I'll say it more valuable than De Bruyne to this team this year. Ooh. I'd say. Maybe not this that season. much, but well, it, it, this season, this individual season, Ilkay Gundogan, I think, had a better, a, a bigger impact, I should say, than De Bruyne. I know De Bruyne yeah. was hurt. I think you'll get Maybe some more. Like, blog. If that was your blog title, I think you'd get some clicks out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to figure out how to phrase that. I came up with that one on the spot. Um, yeah, no, but he was he was fantastic for him. What do you, he had double-digit goals as well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Just an absolute yeah. beast. Hey, I you know I I, I trash Diaz in player of the season. I trash Guardiola manager of the season, but I am impartial as impartial gets, and I'm giving Gunda Gundogan his due here. Like you said, he he was giving off bona fide scrub vibes, and then he pops up and finishes as City's top scorer with 13. And before this season, Patrick, his highest goal tally in a City shirt since joining in 16-17 was six goals, so he more than doubled. Yep. So people talk about Diaz, yep. people talk about Foden, but Gundogan was their top scorer in a team with Jesus, Aguero, Foden, etc. So Sterling, yeah. Oh yeah, right. Right. Forgot about him. Mm-hmm. England's it's top a, scorer. It's an international year. Yeah, it's an international year. Man's international now, fam. Yeah, ten goals. 
biggest train wreck player slash honorary freak of the year. We're going to take the FA out of it because that's assumed. It's been a rough year as far as they're concerned. Patrick, where's your head out on this one? Well, I don't know if I call it a maybe a freak of the year. I'm going to the more train wreck. Uh, and this is this is a relative train wreck because I still obviously think he has quite a bit of class to him. Uh, but I'm going Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, We put this guy on a pedestal, and I thought a, a just pedestal. I thought this kid was, uh, you know, going to eventually go down. And he still may, but I thought this kid was eventually going to go down as one of the best fullbacks to ever play the game. Uh, and this year... He got completely exposed, completely exposed, and basically proves uh, that I think he needs to come out of um, out of the back line. I think he can still be incredibly effective uh, with cover, uh, but without you know a world cast center back to him, he can be exposed by any team in the Premier League uh, on defense, and you can't have that out of a fullback. Um, and so for me, you know, you could probably ride it out as long as you got a healthy Van Dyke, and you know, for 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 the sake of competition and all that. Hope that's the case for him. But I, for me, he's got to move out of the out of the defense and get himself into the midfield, or maybe even into a wing position. Yeah. I, I just don't think he's. It does. It does feel like yeah. a bit of a conundrum when a defender's best quality is in their defending. See, like without a doubt, is worst. <laughs> He's got a hell of a shot, hell of a cross, hell of a pass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do some tweaking. Or just give him a reason to be motivated. Like that performance he put in when he got dropped from the England team. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Southgate. That was against Arsenal, uh, where you just reminded the kid he's world class, and they just torched us. It's coming home. Uh, but, yes, I still think he's uh, you know, a, bo- a borderline world-class player. Uh, and that There's... There might not be a better, uh, you know, uh, someone who, who p- puts better balls into the box from a set piece and, and live play in the world. There might be some, he might be the best in the world at that. Oh, yeah. And I'll give him that credit. And I, I think people kind of look at you funny when you say he's just yeah. an average defender. But I think that's kind of fact. Um, I, I, you dude, know. I think he is below average. I think he is hot trash. You're going to take it one step further. All right. No, I, I don't think he's good. Let's see how he answers the call next season. It's going to yeah. be a big season for him, especially, you know, having to drop out after all that hullabaloo with an injury, not making it to the Euros. Yeah. Patrick, mine is he's well-trodden territory in our pod this season, and I'll put some respect on his name. We're talking Champions League winner, Timo Werner. He stands alone oh, as the biggest right. train wreck of the season. Dude, I, I this comes with a disclaimer. <laughs> it comes with a disclaimer. He's not a bad player and will come fully good under Tuchel next season. I believe that. I believe that. Not a bad player. Like you said, it's a relative train wreck. He's, he's just a meme right now. Facts are facts. I don't know if you go on Twitter. I don't know if you go on TikTok. The dude's a meme. Patrick, I saw a meta meme. You know how it's like they'll do like Ronaldo this game and then his picture of Timo. They had Timo playing a, a game again, um, playing for Germany, and he just he just fluffs another chance, and it's like Timo this game, and it's a picture of Timo Werner, like he's just become a meta meme for like when a player is having a bad game, and uh, it's 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 a tough duck to break. Uh, it, it 
I, like I said, I think next season is going to be his season, but I've never seen someone who turns into prime Ronaldo number nine when he's offside and finishes like a champ. And then, you know, when he's onside, it, it ends up in Rosie. So he gave us some laughs. He gave us some good times. He gave Chelsea fans a few heart attacks, but it all ended up okay for them. And I think he, he's in a very good position to kick on. Yeah, I'd actually be a little bit bummed if they brought on Holland and got rid of him. Well, obviously, I'd be bummed if they brought on Holland. No, they'd um, probably just like move him to the wing or something, and Pulisic will get bummed. Yeah, yeah. Well, in any case, yeah, I, the the guy's so close to being, you know, real class. But you you got a job to do, and you got a price tag that follows you. Um, you know, if we're gonna, we 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 love to critique people based on based on what they cost, right? We don't we don't talk about him missing the mark if he costs ten million. We talk mm-hmm. about them starting a ten million dollar striker. So it's it's not his fault. That's what Chelsea paid for him. But you know you can't you can't finish like that. Um, but kid, the kid had bad luck too. You know the posts, the marginal offsides. You know he's. I think he'll kick on properly next season. But fair shout sure. for the train wreck here. Sure. Okay. Finally, wrapping it all up. Back in the big time, Watford. There's. He still plays for Watford, right, Troy Deeney? Uh, I think he's. I, I think know, he's still kicking. I think he's still kicking. So this is the Troy Deeney Memorial Cajones moment of the year. Something that really stood out to you and went, "Wow, that took some cojones." Uh, yes. Patrick, I'm gonna give it to our man, Mr. Ancelotti, Mr. Carlo Ancelotti. For ditching Everton after one season, having guided them to a 10th place finish. And it's not so much the fact that he's going to Real Madrid from Everton. That, as a statement, makes sense. But it's the players that he sold an experiment to and made their families move to Northwest England that really gets me. James. James Rodriguez is there like, well, what the fuck, man? What, <laughs> what am I going to do now? Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so good. So, I can't. I. Yeah. I'll. Hey, Richarlison's still there. He seems like a nice guy to get on with. Maybe Hamas will stick around for a continent mate. Who knows? He's also got Yeramini, and he uh Colombian. Maybe he'll stick around. Yeah. Oh, Yeri Mina. Yeri Mina. Yeah. Yeah. That almost broke. That almost, that, almost, that almost broke my brain. <laughs> There's too many, uh, too many vowels. You, you uh, put, you put the vowels where the consonant should go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a problem with that sometimes. Uh, mine uh, is going to go uh, to someone who I'm certain has cojones, uh, Steve Bruce. When Steve Bruce came out in the middle of what seemed to be a stretch where he was destined to be sacked and said, that's enough. I'm going to start doing things my way. Uh, a year and a half into his tenure, saying it's time to do things my way. Uh, and then it working, for me, is is the biggest Cajones moment ever. Newcastle United finished 12th place, James. Wait, no, they didn't. 14th place. Mm. I got a little ahead of myself. Mm. But well clear. No, well they finished clear. 12th. They, they finished 12th. They did finish 12th. Okay. Crazy. 12th place. And we were talking about, with five match weeks left, them potentially being relegated in that final game with Fulham. So, 
do you want to credit him? You want to credit Joe Willick? I'll leave it up to you. But at the end of the day, big cojones. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, I, I do, can't believe he wasn't doing it his way. Oh, I like, do well, love I, the tribute to Frank Sinatra with the I'm going to do it my way. Like, you know when a new manager comes in and they have like a game the next day and the following week, he's like, I'm going to let the players do their thing. I'm going to, you know, take a secondary role and kind of sit back and observe, let the assistant manager do their thing. Steve Bruce was doing that for a year and a half. It's, it's like, amazing. oh, so now it's time to step in. I wonder if that's what's just what he does at his jobs. And, like, maybe after two years he gets sacked. He's like, oh, shit, probably should have done something. And this year he's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a year and a half, and then I'm going to step in. Oh, yeah, sure I don't get sacked. The ultimate phone-it-in guy. What if he's just an elite manager that's never tried and, like, now has the motivation to try? <laughs> the best manager who never tried. <laughs> the had, Jay Cutler of managers. If he had Pep's aptitude. Oh, my God. Yeah, put Steve Bruce's brain with Pep's work ethic, and that's the greatest manager to ever live. Could be. I, I smell a meme. <laughs> oh, God. Well, those are the superlatives. Those are the superlatives. Um, that wasn't really a participatory. That was a more, we hope you enjoyed it in your ears. But we do have something participatory coming up on the gram that you all should be on the lookout for. And it was a notable exclusion from this group of superlatives. Patrick, do you want to talk about the team of the season? Oh, everybody, everybody wants to know the team of the season. And you probably just have this anxiety inside you because you haven't seen the Prem to the Prem one yet. Uh, But guess what? You're going to get to participate. So here's how it's going to work. James and I are going to meet... Yeah, James and I are going to meet together. We've just been studying advanced analytics. We just we haven't been ready to declare it yet. Uh, James and I are going to put together a joint team of the season. Uh, here's how it's going to work. We're going to do this offline. We might have video content to be determined. Not a hard commit. Do not get upset if it does not happen. But we're going to make a team of the season. If we can form a consensus, like I'm sure we will around, say, a Harry Kane or a Ruben Diaz, that player will be locked in stone into the Prem head mm-hmm team of the season if we cannot form a consensus which i'm sure we might have a difficult time doing say over one of the center midfielders or a winger or a goalkeeper we are going to take our two nominations and put it up to you we're going to be doing some instagram polls winner take all yeah and then the prem heads will have their say we're going to be Um, doing this in enclosed quarters small room we're going to lock the door and we're going to instruct katie to turn the ac off Uh, Mm um And that's just going to put a little bit of oomph in our decisions. Mm-hmm. You re- we'll, we'll reach these uh, decisions promptly and uh, indecisively. That's the whole point. Also, if we reach consensus on all 11, like, sorry, you just won't be able to participate. But I do expect us to have uh, some disagreements, James. Um, but I will not feign one if we have the exact same 11. No. I mean, I might, I might pull heel and... And give the fans at least like a token goalkeeper to weigh in on. Mmm. Mmm. Just see if people anyway, know that we'll Ben see. Foster. We'll see. Be on the lookout for that, friends. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. Something else we need to wrap up with a neat little bow is our fantasy Premier League. Our fantasy Premier League and the winner of that fantasy Premier League. We touched on it before, but it's official now. And first of all, I want to take us back to when I sent out the call for registry to the Prem de la Prem Fantasy League. We had a record number of signups. I believe it was in the ballpark of 25. Shout out Prem Heads. You guys rock our world. Uh, 
when I sent out that call for registry, Patrick, you responded to the email thread and I quote, by the way, I've guaranteed a win, dot, 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 for the record. And then you hyperlinked the word record with the Little Bit Leave It music video by Chris and Kemp. That doesn't sound like me. Hmm. Funny that. Well, you know, uh, you can't always predict uh, how these things are going to go. Uh, we're going we're gonna to regroup. We're going to get... Um, it's not like you to just guarantee things. Um, no, no, but, um, I guarantee I will be in contention next season. I guarantee that. It's not like Andy, the engineer, Samora playing beer pong with him and he guarantees every shot that he takes. Some go in, some don't. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to put much validity to him these days. Um, but no, I'll be back. I'll be back. But props to our, our winner this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Inevitably, inevitably it was my, my father, my father. Nigel Burton, going by the pseudonym OK Bruno, hmm. he uh, he took home the gold, and it looked pretty secure for the run-in. But the way he was talking to me about the work he was doing behind the scenes, day in day out, I think it was I think it was nailed on before he was maybe even in first place. Um, when you incorporate a Moneyball philosophy into a for laughs fantasy Premier League, you're you're setting yourself up to uh, to make a storm. So. Now I guess Patrick, all that's left to do is to get him on and discuss where the jersey's going and, and what it's gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not quite looking forward to that. Um, but no, I think it'll I think it'll humble me and prepare me for uh the challenge ahead. The bar's been set. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 I smell I, another I guarantee coming down the line. I I hear the call, uh, but I also want to issue another call to the Prem heads. Um yeah, Nigel's got a target on his back. We can't have a repeat champion. We got to spread the wealth. Uh, I want I want a little bit more engagement out of everybody else. Can't always be me. You know what I mean? Why always so, me? Yeah, Mario Batelli did nothing wrong. <laughs> Batelli. <laughs> it's just always it's always like eighty percent of the correct name. <laughs> That's the chef, right? Yeah, Mario, Mario Batelli. Batelli. Yeah, the fat <laughs> yeah. Italian chef. <laughs> oh shit alright let's close it uh, out obviously we're taping this on the fine eve of June 23rd the Premier League is well over I'm glad we sent it off in an appropriate fashion but we're in the full swing of the Euros it's Euros fever the group stage is just wrapped up today and we have knockout football one game one chance to win to look forward to round of 16 is coming up and Patrick and I have been tasked with a bold prediction, and you may treat this as a degenerate district, perhaps some meatballs to celebrate our Italian friends who went through in first place of their group. Uh, Patrick, I have I have a bold prediction. Do you, do you have a bold prediction? Um, I don't know that I have a bold prediction, um, but I have I have a a, a miracle esque story with good odds to back it up. Okay. But I don't. I don't think it will come to fruition. But okay. I think that it could have legs. Do you want this miracle esque story? Makes me feel like I should lead us off. Sure, All right. go for it. I'm not touching the three lines because that would not be a miracle. Uh, Denmark. Denmark's been through a hell of a lot. Obviously, with the Christian Eriksen incident in the first game, to a very emotional drubbing 
of Russia in their last game to propel them into the round of 16. They're in a favorable bracket, Patrick. They have Wales. Mm. They have Wales, who I think on paper they are better than um, in the round of 16. And then they play the winner of Czech Republic, average, and Netherlands, who I think got a very cushy group, and we haven't seen their weaknesses. And they're managed by Frank de Boer, who was unanimously named the worst manager ever to coach in the Premier League at Crystal Palace for all of like 17 days. So with all that said, I like Denmark to get to the semis. I like Denmark to get to the semis. They're going to ride out the Cinderella story as long as it's going to take them. See, James, I was ready to take it a couple steps further. Oh, God. Because the odds to them to make it to the semis just don't really... They don't, they don't really do much for my palate. Plus 200 for them to make it to the That's semis. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of that bet. I thought I was going to get closer That's to the it? You know, four or 500 yeah. range. Um, yeah. So of that group, Netherlands do have a, a better shot um, at, at, at making it to the semis by the odds. Uh, they are plus 105. Denmark is plus 200. Wales plus 700. And then... Uh, the Czech Republic, uh, plus six, 650 as well. So Denmark to win the whole kit and caboodle Good God. is plus 2,000. However, however, I think where there's some value, if you want to get a little spicy, I don't, I'm not overly convinced by Germany. I'm not overly convinced by England. What? And those are the two favorites coming out of the other side of the group. So if you were to name the finalist, miracle situation, James, ride with me on the journey more success. France, where are they at? Yeah, France versus Denmark in the final, plus 1,800. Denmark versus Italy, pick your poison. It's going to be one of them two on the other side of the bracket. Maybe Belgium, that's also plus 1,800. You have a myriad of options, and really what I think you're betting on, I agree with you, James. I think they're going to make the semis. I think what you're betting on is one more amazing story, which is them beating... Probably England, prob- probably England, who, you know, no, I, I don't think is possible. Yeah. They see, they're, they're, and, and who, who's not rooting for them? And honestly, it, it's tough to put a lot of stock. You can't put any stock in that game against Finland. I thought they played Belgium very, very well. Oh, I, and yeah. They spanked Russia. Like, I think they've had a good tournament. I think I'd hate, as an England fan, I would hate to play Denmark more than I'd hate to play. Of France, just because you know the whole team is the whole world is rooting for them, it just puts you in a bad position. Like yeah. they also are leaving Copenhagen, so maybe maybe the magic will wear off. I actually, I mean, Patrick, I, I I support you know I support your willingness to get everybody paid out there and and finding tasty odds. No disrespect, um, and given everything they've been through, I actually don't think they're a very good team. So I am shocked that to get to the semifinals of the Euros. That was plus two hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think they're very. Uh, I, I wouldn't even like. I think plus two hundred to advance. Like, there's a you don't take this bet now because you might even get better odds after they win this game. To be honest with you, uh, but honestly, you know something that something that might look a little tasty. I mean, I if you if you look at the inverse side of that coin, I think England has a pretty favorable route. Uh, you know, I think that to, to the to the to the final. Um, France versus England in the final is plus 900, just for them to be there. 
which is, I think, worth a slap. We haven't sniffed the final since 1966, so. Let's say you sniffed it against Croatia. That's true. We did sniff a final. Yeah. I was on a plane. I don't know if I told you that story. Mm, no. You mind telling it to all the prem heads? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Rude. <laughs> Why don't we wrap it up? There are some tasty bets out there. If you like Denmark, if you like France versus England in the final, tell them Patrick Crowley sent you. And um, make sure you give him all your credit card details. We feel good being back in the swing of things. I'm just going to say it. It's nice. I would love to keep the momentum going. We are going to take a little break. Uh, this is a lot of hard work. Podcasting's hard work. We're going to you know, recharge the engines, getting back on the airwaves. It's tough. It takes a mental toll. So we're going to take a Euros break. And then we're going to come back charging. Like Patrick said, first off in the social media team of the season, that'll be more short term. And then the round tables, they're going to be back. All your favorites who pop up over the summer to talk about their teams, unbeknownst to them because we have not reached out yet. Um, Although I cannot foresee anyone telling us, no, we are that charming. We will have them on the podcast. We'll talk about, you know, the top six teams, maybe some others in there. And uh, we'll get a real lay of the land before we kick off the 2021-2022 season. Patrick, how's that sound? Sounds absolutely fantastic. Scrumptious. Cannot wait. All right. Well, why don't you send us off with some sultry words of wisdom? As you go back out into the world, um, I just want you to remember the lesson that my father taught me that that Steve Bruce taught him. Uh, just get it out there, give it a old, you know, the one-two punch. Do it your way. And, you know, maybe, maybe, no, James. Uh, and then maybe okay, this, if oh, you do it your going. way. Okay, sorry. Yeah, maybe if you do it your way, um, you know, you'll get what you so desire. And and have it have it your son. Way. That's right. I did forget that. And, and have it your way, uh, Burger King. Actually, no, Walk, that was that was Walker the uh, that was the king from Burger King that told me that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that wasn't Steve Bruce. That wasn't my dad. Well, anyway, anyway, yeah, folks, it's been so great having you. We are not worthy of your listening ship from these breaks, but we're sure glad you came around. And until next time, we'll see you right here on Prem to the Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.